Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is chapter 137, and it is also the last chapter of 2020 as we finally say goodbye to this <laughs> this year. Um, it is New Year's Eve. Depending on when you're listening to this, that may already be the new year, but hey. Uh, so yeah, hopefully 2021 is better than 2020 in, in a lot of regards. Uh, but let's jump into it. We got one more day to go or less than a day to go at this point. So let's get through it and let's talk about some of the last memoring, memoring moments, memoring moments. Is that a thing? Last remaining moments of the year. Um, so let's kick things off as we usually do with the matinee moments. And I actually have some movies to talk about cause I actually did see some movies. I mean, we'll just kick it off with the big one. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 uh, dropped on Christmas. It came out on in theaters. It did actually okay in theaters, to, you know, given the situation of everything over the opening weekend. It did like $16.7 million or something like that. It was clearly the best opening of a movie since, obviously, everything kind of went locked down in, in March. Uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, had it come out in the normal period of actual stuff it probably would have i mean it definitely would have done a a lot better than that um but it also dropped on hbo max and that's where i saw it along with uh i don't know how many people because i don't know if they've released any sort of numbers to see to tell you how many people have actually watched it um but um um hmm it wasn't good (laughs) it was disappointing it was very disappointing you know given what the first one was and I went back and watched the first one before I watched the, the 84. And, you know, that, you know, I think I think the issue with this one was, you know, you're not doing the origin story part of it. But yet they tried to still loop that in and, and to, a, to, a, to some degree, not, you know, not like totally like, um, but like there is still part of that. But then there's a whole convoluted, like, you're bringing back uh, Steve uh, um, Trevor. And it's like, well, wait a minute, how is that happening? And, you know, you're going into it, you knew he's back, but it's like, wait, how do they do that? And the way they do it's kind of, eh. And then, but that eh is most of the movie. Um, and that's the problem. I just, I feel like there's just the the antagonist of the movie and, you know, as much as they, you know, will, as much as the idea of it's Wonder Woman versus Cheetah is, like, a present, it's, the Cheetah character is is not the bad guy in this. Like, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, really, but, like, in, in the, in the, you know, the, the overall view of the movie... That's the problem, I think. The main problem with the movie is there's no real bad guy, um, in a sense. Like, and you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But it's like when the idea of something is more the bad guy than the actual people, it, it's 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 a little bit. It's hard to follow. I mean, it's not. It's not that it's hard to follow, but it's hard to know. 
exactly what you're rooting for, you know, you know, because obviously Wonder Woman, you're rooting for Wonder Woman, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so Pedro Pascal plays this character, and it's like, he's down in his luck, and he's trying to, like, make, you know, a better living, you know, he's somewhat greedy, fine, but, like, you know, the, you know, there's a sense of, you know, he's just trying to, you know, make a better life for himself, Going about it in a really bad way, sure. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's like, I don't feel like, it's not like he's, you know, the mindset that he has doesn't seem like super villainy, villainy-ish. It's more like, eh, this guy's kind of, a, kind of, you know, has his head on wrong a little bit. He's going about things the wrong way as opposed to like, Oh, that's a totally bad guy, and he's awful, and like, you know, he's trying to destroy the world type of thing, which you know typically is what you see in these movies. So, you know, to go from that to then this is a, you know, it just kind of like changes the dynamic of what Wonder Woman is doing, because it's like, all right, last last time out, she ended World War One and saved the world from like the god of you know war. <laughs> this time out, she's trying to stop some guy from like making wishes come true it's like you know the the scale of the you know the per the peril and yes i get it they ultimately it's like if everyone gets what they want you know things are going to lead to you know um you know eventually the world blowing up because you know in every superhero movie the world's got to blow up some sort of world's got to blow up so it's like you got to get to there somehow but it's just almost like you went from the god of war to like some guy that can grant wishes and it's like i don't know that that you're on the same i mean obviously through the storyline they make it on the same level but it's like eh. and then it's like oh here's also cheetah it's like okay i i get i get i get i get it like explains how she becomes cheetah but and i'm sorry spoilers obviously i'm trying not to spoil the whole thing but like it's hard not to it's hard to talk about these issues with the movie without kind of spoiling stuff but yeah it's like i don't know cheetah was kind of just thrown in there i mean it was, it was a good portion of the movie but it's like kind of as like the wonder woman versus cheetah thing was almost like yeah we got to do this it's like oh well you could have saved that i suppose but i mean again like this is 1984 and i guess that's another issue with the movie is like this is a sequel but at the same time it's still a prequel because obviously Wonder Woman was in Batman vs Superman and Justice League so we know she's fine <laughs> you know so it's like I mean not to, not that you expect like her to you know lose or die or something like that but it's like hey the world's gonna blow up oh wait but we already saw we've already seen what happens after this it, prequels are always tough I mean you know and I get it like obviously it's a superhero movie they're not gonna blow up the world this isn't like some sort of you know existential horror movie where it's like oh the world blew up it's like it's a horror movie like that's how it ends like everyone dies you know and on a horror movie or something along those lines like sure fine you could do that like i mean cabin in the woods is you know i'm thinking of right now but um for a superhero movie you're obviously not gonna do that <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I get it. You're you're trying to tell a cool story and like, uh, but like, it was just like, sorry, like Pedro Pascal. It's like you, I just saw you in the Mandalorian. You lost your mustache and now you're saving another kid. 
And I guess that was the thing. Like, he had a kid. Um, but I was like, oh, it's not Baby Yoda. So, like, no one cares. <laughs> but I was just joking. But, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I feel like this was a misstep. Um, which stinks because the first Wonder Woman was definitely definitely a solid movie. And, and, and seemingly in the right direction for DC after, um, you know, some of their earlier stuff wasn't great. Even though that was before Justice League, wasn't it? I think that came out before Justice League. If or was it? No. Maybe it was right after Justice League. No, I don't remember. Uh, I mean, obviously they're still doing the Justice League Snyder cut, so it'll be interesting to see where um, how that plays out. Um, yeah. So yeah, Wonder Woman was that summer of 2017, and then Justice League was fall 2017. Yeah. So Wonder Woman did come out before Justice League. So yeah, you go, I mean, obviously they took a step in the right direction with Wonder Woman, then took a like three steps backwards with Justice League. Aquaman was good. Shazam was good. Um, but now here we got Wonder Woman, and I don't know. But I mean, so next up, I you know obviously Justice League Snyder cut if you want to count that, but not really. Uh, but next up is Suicide Squad, which will be dropping on HBO Max, and I believe August, and that has potential. Um, more so than anything else because of James Gunn is at the helm of that one where, you know, obviously the first time around they really misstepped with that movie. Like it was just confusing as to what that movie was even supposed to be or why anyone cared about any of it. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they, how James Gunn can turn that around. Um, obviously there's going to be different characters and stuff like that, but you're still going to have at the crux of it, Harley Quinn and, um, and, and. And I'm assuming there's going to be no Joker involvement. And I think that was part of the issue that dragged down Suicide Squad a lot. Was that you had this whole storyline of, oh, here's these, you know, the whole Suicide Squad storyline. And then, but then here was this whole side Joker, like Harley Quinn thing, which like honestly should have been its own movie. And obviously they, they tried to, you know, spin that off with a Harley Quinn movie, which was fine and better. But then I was like, you didn't even have the Joker in that. And I was like, well, we already told that story and no one really liked it. But that was because it was mixed in with the Suicide Squad. I don't know. It was just all a mess. But the Harley... Oh, I forgot about the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, that was in there too. I mean... And the Joker. Wow, there's been a lot of DC movies that I'm not even thinking about. I'm just thinking about like more of the DCEU. Joker doesn't really count in that. But, um... um I mean, even... I mean, I guess... They're all kind of their own solo movies now. I mean, yes, Harley Quinn kind of spun off of the Suicide Squad, and then they're going to go back to the Suicide Squad. And obviously Wonder Woman was in, and Aquaman were in the Justice League, but like those movies particularly don't have to do anything with those. That's kind of their own standalone things. I don't know. But whatever, we'll see. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where DC goes from now. But that wasn't the only movie I saw uh, in the last couple weeks. Uh, I saw a few movies I just kind of randomly picked that were on the list for 2020 movies. It's tough because not, not a lot of movies came out in the theaters. So it's like, what are the big movies? And it's like, I don't know. Like, Here's some random movie that was streaming on some, you know, on online or whatever. It's like, well, would this have been a theater movie? Like, would people have been talking about this? Who knows? But whatever. And, you know, then you have all the stuff on Netflix and, and whatnot also but um yeah all right um so i watched a movie called infidel starring starring jim caviezel um this one was 
awkward. It, it, so he's like this, like, I don't, I don't even quite understand like what the story, how it started. Like I was kind of like, maybe like I was very confused. So like, he's, he's like him and his wife are this couple and like, they're friends with these Middle Eastern, this Middle Eastern family that was brought over the United States because of something. And then something happens with the daughter and she goes missing. And then he goes to Egypt for some reason. But then he goes on TV and starts preaching about Jesus, which is just weird because it's Jim Caviezel and he played Jesus and Passion of the Christ. But here he is preaching about Jesus. And then he gets kidnapped and a bunch of stuff happens. And then he gets like sentenced to death because of reasons. I think he's in Iran at this point. And then something else happens and the, 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 he gets saved. I'm, spoiler alert. Sorry, I don't know if you're ever going to watch this movie. But it, it was just some random movie. Um, yeah, it's not good. It's okay. Um, in of what it is. It's like just a stupid movie to waste an hour and a half, I suppose. But um, the acting's pretty awful. The storyline's just like, what is happening? Um... It's just it, like it just like doesn't hit the beats. Like there's just everything about the movie was just like off by a beat, and it, and it had a lot to do with the acting. But even like the transitions from scene to scene were just like everything was just like off. I'm just watching this and I'm like, how is that? What like how did that like? Why was that the transition from that scene to that scene? Like, it's a very obviously it was a low budget film. I can tell. Um, but there's some cool action stuff in it, I guess. But I don't know. It's just like a weird movie. Um, and along those same lines, well, I mean, the other mo- next movie I watched along those same lines in terms of like kind of like a low budget kind of actiony stuff too. Um, this one wasn't the acting wasn't as bad, but certainly the movie itself was kind of eh. And it's the big ugly. It's kind of it kind of has like this weird like kind of revenge like type of theme to it but it's like roadhousey i don't quite know what they're going for basically the plot is uh vinnie jones plays this character that comes over from england with his buddy malcolm mcdowell they're like oil guys and they're pairing up with ron perlman and these are the actors like because i don't i can't remember the (laughs) i don't remember the characters names bear with me um, and basically like they, they get together, they have this oil field, they're investing in this oil field and, and they're going to, you know, dig for oil and whatever. But meanwhile, um, Ron Perlman's son is kind of, uh, kind of a douche. Let's just say what it is. He's like a, you know, a player and he, you know, he kind of isn't, is a total a-hole and kind of starts hitting on Vin, Vinnie Jones's girlfriend or wife. I forget. Um, and something happens and she goes missing and he wakes up and like, where is she? And then he's trying to unravel and get clues as to where he is, where she is. Turns out she ends up dead and now he wants revenge. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, it was a little too straightforward. Like, you know, cause you kind of think, oh, well, did that kid actually do it? Like, or was like, that was just like a. Something else happened and they have to solve the mystery. It's like, no, no, he clearly did it. He totally did it. And now he's after revenge. It's like very, very straightforward in that. And then 
But then the dad gets involved, and then the other guy gets involved, and it's like, well, blah, blah, blah. And then there's kind of a, there's a bunch of action and shootouts and, and, and whatever. There's like a bad guy clan versus a good guy clan. It's okay. You know, it's, it's kind of like a brain, you know, turn off your brain kind of like whatever action movie. It's not great by any means, but it's got people you know, so that's good. The acting's not awful, but it's definitely not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 fine if you're looking for something stupid to watch. <laughs> but it's definitely not like gonna, you know, it's not breaking the mold in terms of an action movie or anything along those lines. And then finally, uh, the next movie that I watched, this one was a weird one. Uh, it was called She Dies Tomorrow. And it's it's kind of like I wouldn't call it a horror movie like I don't really know even where to place this movie into it's kind of like science fictiony maybe I don't know so basically it's about this woman and like you kind of it's not very linear it's it kind of goes back and forth between like you know it's set over a few couple days but it goes back and forth before everything kind of is going on and then kind of as everything's kind of going on but basically there's this woman who's convinced she's gonna die tomorrow she's just convinced she's gonna die tomorrow and like people are trying to say no 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 you're what are you talking about like why would you do why would you think that why would that happen and she's like kind of just kind of convincing everyone and then those people start getting convinced that they're gonna die tomorrow and everyone's kind of it kind of like spreads the thought that everyone's thinking they're going to die tomorrow. But then you get like the flashbacks of how this happened to her and like why she feels this way and, and kind of like that whole thing. It's just a weird, it's very trippy movie. Like there's a lot of weird sequences of just like, I don't who you don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> um, it's a weird movie. It's definitely a weird movie. It had potential because I was almost like, Oh, is this kind of like an it follows type of thing where like she thinks she's going to die but if then she convinces someone else that they're going to die, maybe she's not going to die anymore. And it wasn't quite that, but it kind of had that sort of vibe a little bit. Um, but definitely not that good, <laughs> not not nearly that good as um And the other issue with this and I don't want I don't want to spoil it necessarily. It's just kind of like there's a little bit too much of okay, what like, and, and, you know, and I don't want to spoil the ending, but it's kind of like, uh, uh, okay, like, what? It's over? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just weird. Um, but, yeah, definitely a weird movie. I mean, if you want to check it out, I guess it's it's on Hulu, I believe. Actually, I think all these movies are on Hulu. Maybe not Infidel. I know Big Ugly and She Dies Tomorrow is on Hulu. I forget what Infidel was on. It was on something. But, Whatever. Um, maybe Hulu? It might be on Hulu. I can't remember. But in anyways, anyways, I don't know. I'm just going through this random list of movies. Um, I'm just picking random ones. Um, I do, I do, I did get a couple of DVDs for, or Blu-rays for Christmas. And yes, why'd you get Blu-rays? You can just get them digitally. It's like, they come with the digital anyways. So it's like this, if I'm going to own the movie, and these are movies you aren't streaming anywhere. They So, I mean, eventually they probably will be, but... I like to support the movies in the ways I can. Um, and, you know, they're also movies I definitely want to own. Well, and that's, well, I don't know. I haven't seen them yet, so I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm 
Well, one of them I own the other two, so like I kind of need the third, and that's Bill and Ted's. So I'll probably watch that soon. I'll probably do a Bill and Ted marathon. Uh, and then Tenant. Uh, Tenant? Tenant. However you say it. Tenant? I always want to say Tenant, but it's not Tenant. It's Tenant. Because uh, there's no A in it. Um, um, yeah, that, Christopher Nolan. I mean, I have most Christopher Nolan's movies, I think, too, on Blu-ray or whatever. But it comes with the digital anyways. And some will come with a DVD too, so it's like it's the same price. Um, and then I got New Mutants on the way. I got to finish up my X Men collection. I know it's dumb, but those movies I'll probably end up just kind of going away from the list, the randomness of the list, and watching them. But uh, I haven't gotten to them yet, but I will at some point. Um, I know it's the end of the year. It's it's New Year's Eve and whatever, and the year's twenty twenty is coming to end. So that would lead me to bl- tell you I'm you know gonna be getting ready for my list of twenty twenty movies. But that's gonna get to, uh, delayed a little bit because um, whether you're aware of this or not, the the uh, the Oscar, the Academy, Academy Awards Committee or whatever they're called, um, decided to delay the Oscars this year. Uh, they were supposed to be the end of February. Um, now they're going to be at the end of April with that. They also extended the deadline. So anything, typically it's anything that's released before the end of the year. Now it's before the end of February. So with that, I'm going to go along those lines and count everything up that gets released up until February on my list, just cause I'm following the Oscar kind of thing. That's kind of how I do it. So uh, it's going to be kind of this year's list is going to be 2020 slash 2021 sort of. And then next year will I don't know if they're going to go back to normal next year. And then it's going to be just condensed because obviously if you're cutting out two months, you're going to have 10 months worth of movies. If you're cutting it out at um, December 31st for next year. But I guess we'll figure it out. When, I guess they'll figure it out when we get there and I'll figure it out too. So. A little bit delayed on the uh, on the movie list this year, but we'll have it sometime in April for you. I don't know how many movies I'll get to. I've only watched, I think I'm only up to like 22 or something like that. Maybe maybe less than that. 20 something. Um, I feel like maybe I, maybe it's just 20. No, I feel like that was. I think Wonder Woman was 20. So I watched those two other movies after that. Because uh, Infidel I actually watched before Wonder Woman. Big. So maybe I'm up to 22. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's fine. Let's move on to small screen sweeps. Okay, so Mandalorian ended uh, shortly after. Well, I watched it shortly after I recorded my last episode, last chapter. Um, so I didn't talk about the finale, and I don't want to spoil anything. But if you haven't heard what happened in the finale, I don't either. You don't care, or you're just not paying attention, um, or both. I don't know. Um, yeah, so Mandalorian, uh, they went for it. They're like, you know what? This is Star Wars, and the way I put it was like. You know, the thing about this show, and you know, the the Boba Fett stuff, the Baby Yoda stuff, you know, a lot of the other characters they brought in from other things, it's like, you know what, this is Star Wars. They're doing a Star Wars show, and they're like, you want Star Wars? Here's Star Wars. So what happens? Well, they go to the death, uh, 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 what are they called? Um, An Imperial ship, whatever they're called. I forget what they're called. Is that what they're called? <laughs> the Empire Imperial thing that, that uh, Moff Gideon had. Uh, taken from the fall of the Empire or whatever. Um, and, you know, so they get on there. 
Boba Fett decides to fly away for some reason, which was kind of weird. It was like, all right, here, everyone go get the dark saber or whatever they were after. Um, shut down the thing, whatever. Go after, get Baby Yoda. Like, you know, it was kind of like a twofer. It's like, all right, you're going to get Baby Yoda. You're going to get the dark saber. Go after Moff Gideon, blah, blah, blah. So, and Bo-Katana was, and Boba Fett, every, they're all there. Uh, Cara Dune. Um, so they're kind of, you know, so that's, that's kind of the finale episode and they're going after it. Of course, things get crossed up and then Mandalorian ends up with the dark saber and then Bo-Katana's like, oh, well, I can't just take it from you. I have to beat you for it. And that, that's the whole thing that doesn't get resolved. I mean, this is all spoilers anyway, so, but that doesn't get resolved. So that's probably going to be the plot for next year, but they find baby Yoda and Baby Yoda, of course, had sent out a beacon to um, the Jedi, or whatever he was doing in the other episode. So, when he got kidnapped. So, why it took so long for, for, for that to happen, I don't know. But they're in, and the in the dark uh, stormtroopers, or whatever they're called, um, the dark troopers, whatever they're called, they are all have them, like, captured and are... Um, in this room, they're knocking it down, and then all of a sudden, this X-wing shows up, and it's like, "Oh, wait a minute!" So when the X-wing showed up, I'm kind of like, "Oh, wait, who could that be?" No, it can't be. I mean, it makes sense, but what? No, it's got to be somebody else. It's got to be someone that we're not thinking. I'm not thinking of or whatever. So this figure gets out of the thing, starts killing all the all the uh, dark sabers, just absolutely dominating them. Somewhat similar to Rogue One where Darth Vader has that hallway scene. This was a very similar hallway scene. And it was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you know, it's got to be. And then once, I mean, obviously, the right before that, he flashes the green lightsaber. And it's like, okay. Okay. They're they're going for it. They're going for it. And then, of course, you know, he beats all the, 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 the dark, whatever they're called. Um stormtroopers and he comes in the door and yep it's luke skywalker the de-aging luke skywalker which looked a little funky uh you know it was kind of like the rogue one with the layup but um you know some of that stuff sometimes looks good some of it's and eh. this one was kind of eh. but uh it's good enough and and it might have just been and eh because we obviously have seen mark hamill and stuff recently and i think that was part of the issue with leia was like we just saw her and Rogue One, because in Rogue One, when they had uh, the other dude, um, he was all digitalized. He looked fine, and I was like, oh, well, I haven't seen him. He hasn't been in any movies in 30-whatever years, so it's like, okay, fine. Um, like, I get it. Like, I wouldn't recognize him anyways, but, like, and the last time we saw him was in Empire, or Return of the Jedi, and I'm blanking on the bad guy, the bad guy from Star Wars that wasn't Darth Vader, that was the other guy. And I'm blanking on his name right now, but whatever, that guy uh, in Rogue One. But regardless, um, so then, you know, Luke saves the day. And then there's R2-D2 saying hi to Baby Yoda. So I was like, okay, yeah, was just, throw R2-D2 and Luke Skywalker in this. Sure, why not? Like, And that's my point. I was like, yeah, it's Star Wars. Why not? Why not have Luke Skywalker? He's alive in this timeline. He's, uh, he's around. But then it raises just a ton of an- questions that... We don't have answers for, and while they can fill in the gaps, and I'm sure they will, it still doesn't answer what happens in the movies. Because the movies already happened. This is before 
the sequel movies. And there's no Baby Yoda in the sequel movies. There just isn't. So it's like, Luke takes Baby Yoda and then... No reference to him at all. I mean, obviously, they hadn't, he hadn't existed yet. They hadn't created him yet um, in the show. But it's kind of like, ah, how can you go from that to then there's no reference or no mention or no anything about Grogu in the sequels? But yet Luke is in the sequels. I mean, if no one was in the, no one from Mandalorian was in the sequels, fine. This is just taking place over in a different area of the universe and no one, no one's noticed paying attention. But for Luke to be directly involved and you know what happens with Luke and them setting up the Jedi temple and training stuff. And it's like, clearly baby Yoda should have been involved in any of that, but obviously wasn't because, you know, the idea hadn't happened yet. So that, that's, you know, and, and that's the issue of the cart you're kind of messing with the timelines and stuff and going back and forth with where you're creating this this um, story from. It's kind of like, well, you, you know, we, we already know what happens after this, but you're, you're telling us a story before, before this, but it's then connected to that story, but yet you made no connection with that. And that's worse uh, for that. But, I mean... On the surface, was it cool to see Luke Skywalker dominate in that regard in this movie, or in this TV show? Yeah, it was cool, because you never really got to see that, ever, from Luke. Same way you never really got to see it from Darth Vader until Rogue One. It's like, you know he's capable of it, you know all the stories behind it, but in, in the Star Wars films, what does Darth Vader really do? Like, he chokes out, I mean... And, and I'm not talking Anakin killing all the younglings or whatever. I'm talking about Darth Vader. He has a fight with Luke. He has a fight with Obi-Wan, which ends with Obi-Wan just disappearing. There's a fight with Luke where he cuts his arm off, okay. And then he loses to Luke, but then turns on the Emperor. Okay. You know, not, not great stuff there. Um, he flies around like a moron in the end of the first film. And... Um, you know, and, and, you know, he chokes out some of his own guys. <laughs> I mean, what else? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't really dominate in any sort of like actual fights or anything like that. Like, you know, we can insert Rogue One. And it's like, oh yeah, this is what this guy can do. So think about it from Luke's standpoint. What does he do in these movies? Yeah, he flies around the X-Wing, blows up the first Death Star. Cool. Um, you know, he kind of dominates in a little bit in, um, in the Jedi, the the Jabba's temple in the second, in the third one, and the second one, he's just like training the whole time and has a fight with with Darth Vader and loses his arm. It's like not very cool. Third one, okay, he redeems himself a little bit, kind of kind of dominates the Jabba palace, and then, but ultimately, you know, he sort of beats his dad, but then gets absolutely dominated by the Emperor until his dad saves him. You know, so again, nothing really dominant from him. So here you go, and even in the sequ- in the pre in the sequels, like what does he do? I mean, he shows up and kind of confronts, you know, Kylo Ren, but like it wasn't really him; he wasn't really there. So basically, he just sits on the island and doesn't do anything home <laughs> for you know two movies, and then dies, um, and then comes back as a Force ghost or whatever. And so, sorry, spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen any of the Star Wars films, but I mean, come on. So like to have him come out and actually do something cool and dominate. The way you know he knows you know he can. Cool, 
you get to see it. Um, meanwhile, but that I mentioned, Boba Fett flew off for no reason. Convenient, because if Boba Fett had been there and Luke Skywalker showed up, like, oh hey, uh, didn't didn't you go in a Sarlacc pit? Like, what wh- what happened? Which I think they're gonna explain because, as we saw after the credits rolled, um, uh, Boba Fett showed up at Jabba's Jabba's palace. Well, obviously Jabba wasn't there, but uh, um, oh, what's his name? Bit Fortuna was sitting on the throne or whatever, and Bob Boba was just like, "Nah, that ain't happening. You're out of here." Um, and he takes the throne, and then they say, the Book of Boba Fett. So, we're going to get a new show called The Book of Boba Fett. Now, here's my kind of issue with some of this. And cool, great, awesome, um, like, more Star Wars, like, cool. Um, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of Star Wars fatigue with all the movies that came out. I just wonder if they're going unf- to, if they're setting their out setting themselves up for disaster in terms of that for the tv shows too because now think about it, you had the mandalorian and that was it the mandalorian cool but now you got you brought in boba fett you brought in ahsoka they're gonna get their own shows there's gonna be the knights of the new whatever that then the, the oh, i'm sorry the rangers of the new republic you're gonna get that which people aren't 100 percent sure what that even is but it seems to be connected with the Mandalorian in some regard. You got the Ahsoka show coming out, the Boba Fett Mandalorian. Like, is it too much? Are they spreading themselves a little too thin? Because then what's going to happen with, with Grogu? It's like, Luke took him. Because he's not going to be the Mandalorian anymore, supposedly. Um, but, like, what what does that mean? His baby is Grogu getting his own show? Uh, but then you also have the Obi-Wan show. There's going to be... Uh, um the lando show there's going to be andor which you know diego luna's character and from before in rogue one is going to get his own show um and then uh what is this there's going to be the acolyte whatever that is like you know, there's just so much. Like I just, I just wonder if they're gonna spread themselves out too thin. Um, you know, because it was really cool to have this Mandalorian show, and it was kind of like everything kind of like was kind of centered off of this. But then, I mean, you know, to some reg- regard. But then to have you're gonna have so many different Star Wars shows. I just wonder if it's gonna be too much. But I don't know. I'm for it. Let's see, Let's see how it goes. Um, but uh, yeah. But I mean, you know. I don't know what the Mandalorian is going to be. I mean, obviously they got the Bo-Katana storyline with the Dark Saber still out there, and Moff Gideon's not dead. Still, he didn't, they didn't kill him. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm assuming, I'm assuming Grogu's gone. But then are they going to do more with Luke Skywalker and Grogu? I kind of think you have to. Because... That like how do you how do you explain where that goes? He's just gone, and then nothing ever happens with him again. No, it can't be. But you gotta explain how he's not in. You gotta you gotta give a good explanation to why you brought in Luke Skywalker to take Grogu, but yet the next time we see Luke Skywalker, there's no Grogu, no mention of him, 
even in like the kind of like the stories he tells about you know the whole Kylo Ren stuff, Ben Solo stuff. Nah, there's no mention of a Grogu or Baby Yoda or whatever you want to call him. Even when Yoda shows up, they don't don't say anything about him. So you know it's like I get it that they he was created after you know the movie or whatever. Um, although that's not even a hundred percent true. I mean, certainly Force Awakens and and Last Jedi, but well, I guess you know probably. Um, Rise of Skywalker is pretty much done by the time they start in the Mandalorian, but technically it came out after <clears throat> the Mandalorian had started and Baby Yoda was already a thing. But anyways, I digress. That's enough talk of the Mandalorian. We'll see what happens next year when it comes back and all the other Star Wars shows that are coming. Um, so what else is going on? I, I watched the finished Narcos Mexico. Um, I didn't like it as much as the regular Narcos um, it still had that kind of issue with the whole thing was like, well, it's based off of real, real events. So it's like put in like kind of like weird clips and photos and stuff of actual stuff into like the, into the story. And it's like, I don't know, it's just weird to me, but otherwise, you know, I thought it was pretty good. It's pretty entertaining. I'm not hundred percent sure. Are they doing the third season? I think of Narcos Mexico. I think they're doing a third season. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, so the next show I'm going to... I, I The next show I plan on watching that I picked randomly is Peaky Blinders. Uh, it's on Netflix. I think it was originally on BBC or something. Something in England. I know it's an English show originally. Uh, I believe there's six seasons so far. But there's only like six episodes a season. So that, that shouldn't take too long to get through. Um, yeah, um, I've heard good things. I don't know a ton about it. I know it's like a time period, uh, like late 1800s, early 1900s movie or, uh, uh or, uh, show about like crime bosses or something or crime families or I, I'm not a hundred percent sure something along those lines from what I understand. I don't know. It's got a decent cast. So I'm looking forward to it. I've heard good things, so I'm going to check it out. So there you go. That's my next next move, next uh, show to watch. Um, so what else is going on? Uh, Christmas episodes of lots of shows ended up airing. I didn't watch a ton of Christmas stuff this year. I don't know. I just never got like into that mindset. I, you know, I was stuck on watching like Narcos and like Mandalorian and, and whatever. And I just never got around to watching a lot of Christmas-related stuff um, outside of like like the family guy and Bob's burgers episodes, Christmas episodes or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't watch a ton of Christmas stuff this year. This is what it is, I guess. Um, I never even got around to watching speaking of star Wars and Christmas. There was a Lego star Wars Christmas special that I never got around to watching. I was, I was like, I'm going to watch this before Christmas. And I never got into watching it. And now it's like, well, it's after Christmas. I, I don't know if I really want to watch it. I'm kind of done with Christmas now, you know. So I don't know. We'll we'll see if I I'll maybe I'll just save it for next year. It'll still exist next year. I'll check it out next year. I don't know. Maybe I'll get more into the Christmas watching stuff next year. I don't know. Um. Uh. But another an, um another little Christmassy kind of thing was originally 
The final episode of Jeopardy with Alex Trebek was supposed to air on Christmas. But then the uh, producers of the show decided, no, you know, it's Christmas. Not Probably not a lot of people are going to be watching, uh, you know, Jeopardy on Christmas. Maybe it's preempted on certain stations or whatever for Christmas programming. Who knows? Uh, so let's delay it. So they're delaying it two weeks. So it's, well... It's next week, is what I'm saying. Two weeks from last week, which is next week. <laughs> yeah, do the math there. Uh, yeah, so next week, the first week of January, they're going to have the final episodes of Jeopardy that feature Alex Trebek, which might be kind of weird because obviously when they filmed them, they were, fil- they were filming them, you know, not knowing that Alex Trebek was going to pass away before they filmed more. And they were obviously filming them to lead up to Christmas. So there might be a lot of Christmas mentions and references in the episodes where it's like, yeah, never mind. Never, never mind that Christmas stuff. I don't know. Who knows? But um, you know, I feel like he does that because I remember when they had the the ones that air were airing um on Thanksgiving. He definitely talked about it being Thanksgiving, having saying Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So like, I'm assuming he would have done the same thing for Christmas. But uh, now will be not Christmas when he says it. So you know, it is what it is. Um, and then there's a bunch of other new game shows coming out. Um. I saw, like, there's, speaking of Jeopardy, there's going to be one with Ken Jennings, James, whatever his name is, and the other guy that are all in that uh, Super Jeopardy thing from last year. They're having some show called The Chase. I don't know quite what it is. Uh, They're also doing um, something else. There was another game show that's going to be on, and now I'm I'm blanking on what it is. I have to look it up. These are all on ABC. I think they start Thursday or maybe Wednesday. I can't remember. Uh, but then, who wants a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? Back on Sundays. Uh, not sure what's going on with the weakest link. I kind of just was. I don't know if it's just done, but the wall is coming back. But it'll be interesting to see with the wall coming back what they kind of do with that, because the previous episodes that they aired last year were filmed like way in advanced because they were supposed to come out like the year before so they had crowds and it was kind of like no not really social distancing and it was kind of crowds so these ones coming up i'm assuming are going to be have filmed more recently so they may look different i don't know but we'll see but that's kind of just taking the spot of um the uh that's taking the spot of where the weakest link was had been airing so Sure. Uh, but then what was those other shows on ABC? So, let's see. Oh, so Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Seems, oh, that's going to be on Tuesday? Wait, Wednesday? Wait, what day is this? <laughs> I'm, gonna, so I'm trying to follow, I'm trying to watch, like, huh. So, yeah, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is going to have a bunch, like, three episodes air on Wednesday. The sixth, hmm. And then celebrity wheel, uh, celebrity wheel of fortune. That was the other one. Yes, I was like, okay, celebrity wheel of fortune. The the chase, which has Ken Jennings and those guys. Uh, and then something called the hustler. Another game show it appears to be. Um, have you ever stepped? Contestants use clues about the Olympics and a refrigerator answer trivia questions. What? I don't understand what that even means. But sure, uh, why not? Okay, so yeah, a bunch of game shows going to be on. 
I feel like there's going to be a lot of game shows on the next uh, couple months for some reason. I don't know. It seems that way. But yeah, so right, that's going to do it for small screen sweeps. Let's move on to games for Greg. And yes, I did play Jurassic Park for the Sega CD. And it was not the game I was expecting to be at all. I was kind of thinking it was like a juiced up version of the Sega Genesis Jurassic Park. Which I definitely remember playing. It was not that at all. It's like some point and click adventure game. Um, where you have to like go around the park and find eggs and and then put them in like a bring them back to somewhere and but you only have a certain amount of time and then this guy pops up and tells you clues and stuff it it wasn't very good <laughs> I didn't like it um, it's like full motion video sort of but then like I don't know then there was like dinosaurs that like attack you when you try to take their eggs kind of makes sense. Um, I don't know. I got confused. I wasn't. I, I found a bunch of eggs, and then I was like, I don't know where I'm supposed to take these. But then, like every time you go somewhere, you lose time, and then the time runs out, and you die, or whatever happens. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't actually didn't play it that much. I don't know. It was kind of kind of goofy and dumb. Um, you know, obviously it's one of those games from nineteen. I probably came out in ninety three, four, whatever for the Sega CD, where it's like, oh, there's full motion video. Oh my god! And then it's like, oh, this game kind of stinks. Never mind. <laughs> it's like I would have rather just played the regular Jurassic Park game, but um, who knows? Maybe it'll come up now because it is time to pick a new game in the games for Greg. Um, so we're up my list real quick. Where are my games? Um, all right, here we go. So 1724 is the number. Let's hit the random generator we got 996 let's see what that brings up 996 might be playstation let's see 996 oh oh boy yeah playstation one wcw nitro oh boy (laughs) wow um yeah wcw nitro oof it's another one of those games that has full motion video and looks really cool, but then the game itself, not not so great. Um, you know, it came out, and you know, I'll go over more when I actually play it, but I've played it enough in the past to, to know exactly what I'm in store for. But um, yeah, the gameplay is, ugh, it's like a fight, it's more of a fighting game than it is a wrestling game. It's, it's very chaotic. Uh, you got a life bar, but then you can do, like, moves, but then you have to do in the inputs to do moves, but then, like, there's not a lot of, like, grab, like, there's a grapple button, but it doesn't really even do anything, and I just, it's, it's very chaotic, and not exactly the funnest game in the world, and compare, compared to, like, the, well, this is getting released on the PlayStation, on Nintendo 64, you're getting, um, WCW versus NWO, like, World, World Tour, which, it's just like a much better game. I mean, they had WCW versus the World on PlayStation, which was a decent game, and that was like the forerunner to WCW versus NWO World Tour. Which, but then when that was on the N64, and the PlayStation got <laughs> Nitro, and I was like, what? And then of course they followed up with Thunder, which you'd think they might make a better game now. They just like added on more characters, and that was basically it. Uh, but yeah, all right. So um, yeah, WCW Nitro. Uh, there we go for the PlayStation One, um, and then they re-released it on the on the N64. But it was basically just the Thunder roster, but with a Nitro game. Like it was weird. Uh, but anyways, 
I'll play that, and next time out, I'll tell you how terrible it still is, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've played it played it plenty. I played it enough, I should say. Maybe not plenty. Plenty is not the word. Played, played it enough back in the day. So, But there we go, WCW Nitro. That's uh, coming coming next. Uh, no real other news in terms of games. I got a couple games for Christmas, but have yet to play them. Um, so I'll play them at some point. I got Gears Tactics for... It's kind of interesting. I got Gears Tactics, but it's for the Xbox Series X, it says on the on the cover. But then it's like, oh, you can also play this Xbox One, which, yes, I know that. So, But I, I have an Xbox One. I don't have a Series X. Uh, then I got... Um, uh Mario Tennis Aces for the Switch. Uh and and uh, Cobra Kai for the uh for the Switch. And then not to be let out the uh, let not to be let What am I trying to say? Not, and lastly, I guess uh not to be left out is what I was trying to say. Uh the PlayStation 4 I got Star Wars Squadron. So I look forward to playing all those games at some point down the line and telling you all about how they are. Um, all right, next up, uh, let's move on to uh, Concert Concerto. I don't really have anything to talk about too much. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of Christmas music recently. Uh, that's about it, but I'm kind of done with the Christmas music now. So uh, Foo Fighters out, new album's coming out pretty soon. It's really the only thing I can think of to look forward to in terms of music um new music anyways uh but here's a little story i got to kind of fill in the fill in the fill in the void of no concerts or anything to talk about so and it's somewhat music related i mean it is music related but all right let me tell this story so and i don't know this is kind of a weird thing that always seems to kind of happen but it is what it is uh so i get a a text um here in massachusetts we get we're getting like these random like texts from like the government or whatever being like hey don't do stuff because of covid okay so we get one today it was like ah you know um you know don't don't have parties blah 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 like covid blah 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 like everyone's high risk fine but then specifically said don't be a super spreader and go to a party or whatever and like i'm for whatever reason i'm reading that as super shredder so I was kind of, I was going to make a joke to my friends being, being like, so don't, hey, don't be a super shredder this New Year's and send a gif of super shredder, but I couldn't find a good one of super shredders. So I kind of, I abandoned it. But meanwhile, I'm listening to music on my phone, just my random playlist, my music, not like Pandora or, or Apple music or anything or Amazon or whatever. It just, it was music that's on my phone. That's a playlist that I made that has thousands of songs on it and I'm playing music and then so then I get a call. They get they besides sending you a text, they also call you and say, "Hey, don't go anywhere." Uh, blah blah blah, whatever. So then the next song after that, they're like the next song after I get that call and after I was looking up a super shredder gif, "Ninja Rap" by I, Vanilla Ice. Like what? Like Ninja Rap? I don't. I can't even tell you the last time I even heard that song. Let alone being at one of thousands of songs that's on this playlist happens to just randomly come up when I'm thinking of Super Shredder because of this text message. Like, what? So then I'm thinking to myself, I, I don't understand this. Like, does my phone, like, know? Is there, like, a way that Apple is taking the, my information, like, as I'm, as I'm uh, you know, searching for it and then, like, applying it to my playlist? 
because this happened to me, and then I was thinking about this thing that happened to me not too, not probably like a year ago at this point, because um, I I remember specifically what I was looking for because you know, concerts were happening. Billy Joel's music, Billy Joel was going to have a concert at Fenway. Tickets were going to sale. I was looking up Billy Joel stuff, see what the ticket prices were, and blah blah blah. And then like as I'm doing that, I'm listening to music, and like the next like three out of the next five songs are Billy Joel, and I'm like. Does this thing know I'm looking up Billy Joel? Like, how is this happening? Guess what song was next after Ninja Rap? Yep, Billy Joel. Like, what? And I wasn't even on my phone. I was just listening to music at that point. I was just, like, thinking of it. So I was like, now does my phone know what I'm thinking? Like, and playing music after what I'm thinking? Like, I don't know. It was so weird. Or maybe there's some algorithm. I was just like, hey, last time he was searching for stuff and we played stuff after he was after searching. What's Billy Joel? Let's play Billy Joel again after the Ninja Rap because he's searching for Super Shredder. It's like, I don't know, man. It's so weird, so bizarre, so crazy. I, I can't quite understand it. But um, yeah, there we go. That's my uh, concert concerto story for the week, I guess. I don't know. Um, but all right, let's move on because I got nothing else for concert concerto. Uh, let's move on to Sports Splash Zone. Uh, the NBA is back, uh, came back um, uh, a week and a half ago or so at this point. Uh, Celtics opening night game was good. They beat the Bucks, which is, you know, obviously going to be a big competition for them in the East. Uh, last second um, three was made by Jason Tatum over Giannis. Uh, banked at home to take the lead. They will put him up by two. But there was 0.4 seconds left, and we saw it in the playoffs with Toronto. You know, that's all you need, someone to hit a three and win the game. So, you know, got to temper expectations at that point about, you know, winning always. But, um, and then, of course, they throw the ball in. Giannis gets fouled, and it's like, oh, great. It was kind of a crappy foul. If that was not Giannis catching the ball, it's probably doesn't even get called, but it's Giannis, and he's superstar MVP, like, is going to get those calls. Uh, but then he missed the second free throw, and the game was over. Uh, so big win for the Celtics, but then they came back on Christmas and got absolutely destroyed by the Nets. So, yeah, the Nets are going to be good, clearly. But, of course, then the Nets turn around and lose to the Hornets because of Jason, uh, Gordon Hayward and, and Terry Rozier. So, like, of course, <laughs> kind of like, ah. And then the Celtics lose last-second shot that Tatum misses against the Pacers, but then they won the next night. Uh, against the Pacers in a close game, and then destroyed Memphis last night. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be an interesting season as it goes along. Hopefully, Tatum and I mean Jalen Brown had a great game last night, uh, forty-two points. So between Brown and Tatum, if they can hold on to the fort, and then Kemba comes back healthy, you know, definitely, definitely couldn't be a good team if everyone can stay healthy and be productive and everything gels well together. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I certainly see them as a playoff team, if nothing else. But it'd um, be nice to see them go a little bit farther. You know, they obviously in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, so it'd be nice to see them at least get back to that for a chance to get to the finals. But um, I don't know. Um, NHL is on its way back. They finally finalized everything uh, and released the schedule uh, uh, January 13th. They finalized things in Canada, so all seven, all the Canada teams are going to play each other. Uh, they're going to have the east, the north, and the no, the east, the south, and the west, or something. I forget what. No, they're the north. Canada is the north, east, and then it's like the south, and then the are the central, I believe, and the west. 
I forget. I just know the Patri- uh, the Patriots. Ugh. Excuse me. <laughs> not the Patriots. I'm not talking about the Bruins are going to be in the East with the Rangers, Islanders, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, Sabres, um, Capitals, Flyers, and Penguins. And they're going to play everyone in their division eight times. Which, yeah, that's a lot of games against one opponent. And they're going to, and they're going to, a lot of them are going to be back and back, back to backs, seemingly at the same building, it seems like. So you're going to play two games in New York against the Rangers, then two games against the Islanders or whatever. Not all of it is. There's some, some are split up. But it'll be, it's very interesting to see how that, this all plays out, you know, uh, playing, you know, teams that aren't necessarily even in their division normally eight times in a year. Uh, and then the playoffs are going to be set within the divisions. The top four teams from each division will go on and they'll play throughout the division. Like they kind of have it set up, but not without those stupid wild card things that they have for whatever reason. I still hate that. Um, but, you know. So it'll be interesting to see. But in more Bruins news, Zdeno Chara signed with the Washington Capitals. Now, the Bruins said, basically, told him, they're like, hey, listen, we're moving forward. We're going to go younger, so we're not going to resign you, which kind of stinks, you know. It's like, it would have been nice to see him play out his career, uh, end his career with the Bruins. Um, but um, he still wanted to play, and they weren't really interested in having him play. Uh, I mean, I got to assume that Patrice Bergeron becomes the captain now that Char is leaving, but Char going to the Capitals is very similar to how Lundqvist was going to the Capitals, uh, you know, after playing in the Rangers with his his entire career. Unlike Char, you know, obviously uh, came from a couple, you know, Ottawa and Islanders before he ended up in the Bruins, but obviously he'd been with the Bruins for a long time. Lundqvist had been with the Rangers his entire career. Um, so for him to go to the Islanders was. You know, very, uh, very odd. But unfortunately for him, he will not be playing as he's had a he has a heart condition that he has to have surgery and yeah, uh, that's scary stuff there. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully everything's okay with him and hopefully he comes back next year, gets to play final year. Uh, whether it'll be, I guess, with the Capitals, I don't know what kind of deal he signed. I know the Char signed a one year deal for seven hundred ninety five thousand dollars. So yeah, um, I don't know what Lundqvist signed. I don't know if it was one year, two year. I'm not sure. But um, in any event, um, yeah, hockey's back in January, middle of January. So, you know, you know we're going to miss uh, having a uh, uh, winter classic this year. But, uh, you know, given how everything's going, it's understandable. And, you know, if they wouldn't have had much of a crowd anyways, I don't see the point <laughs> really to, to it. But uh, in any event, yeah. Um, yeah, so what else is going on? NFL playoffs are uh, next week, next weekend, so there's still stuff to round out uh, this week on week 17. The Patriots are not involved at all because they stink, and uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, still some spots opened in the AFC. Uh, you know, we've got Tennessee, Indianapolis, uh, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, all still in the mix there, uh, trying to figure out the seating and stuff. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh and... And Buffalo still, you know, jostling for the one, the second, second seed, which doesn't really mean as much this year because there's no second buy, but could mean something for uh, home field advantage for next uh, for the second round. Uh, but obviously, Kansas City wrapped up the home field advantage, so they got that in the in the NFC. Still lots to still lots to iron out. Um, 
the uh, top spots still open. Green Bay, New Orleans, and Seattle are still are still in the mix for that. Uh, Tampa is pretty much solidly, I think, in the four seed I don't, or five seed. They can't move, I don't think. But who they'll play is the question mark because the AFC, the NFC East is still up for grabs as the Giants play the Giants play the Cowboys. So then whoever wins that is going to have to hope that the Eagles beat the Washington. The Eagles are out, but if Washington wins, they're in. But if they lose, whoever wins between Dallas and the Giants are in. Now watch them tie. And if that happens, I have no idea what happens. <laughs> watch them all tie. I don't know. I guess Washington would get in if they all tied. But if Dallas and Giants tie and Cowboys or the Washington loses, then I don't know. I'm not sure, <laughs> but whatever. And then uh, Arizona and uh, Chicago still battling it out for a playoff spot as well. And the Rams as well, I think. Are, yeah, the Rams, Arizona. But the Rams are going to be out with their quarterback as Jared Goff uh, tore his thumb ligament or something. And, um, yeah, <laughs> there's still a lot of iron out. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And then we got... Uh, the m- six playoff games the first weekend instead of the f- normal four. We got six extra, two extra games this year. So that will be two full days of football on uh, next Saturday and Sunday, um, I guess. So that'll be interesting. Um, and then finally, in the sports splash zone, just wanted to mention the passing of Casey Jones, the former uh, Celtics player and coach. He also coached the I don't remember, he was a coach of Seattle, I believe, at one point, too. I'm trying to remember where else he coached. Um, uh, but obviously, he was a, you know, had multiple championships with the Bruins. He, uh, the, God, the Celtics. Um, mixing all my teams up. Uh, he had multiple championships with the Celtics. Um, eight with the Celtics, and then he won three as a coach. Or as a player with the Celtics, he won eight. And then three as a coach. Uh, but he also coached, um, um, do, 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 he coached the New England Blizzard? The heck? <laughs> so he coached the, uh, the Brandeis, he coached Harvard, the Lakers, he was an assistant, uh, San Diego Conquistadors, whoever those are, the Capitals, the Bullets, oh wait, did he win a championship with the Bullets? He was assistant with the Bucks. Then he joined the Celtics and was assistant. And uh, then he the head coach. Then he went to Seattle, as I said, as assistant. Then a coach. Then he was assistant with the Pistons. And then he came back and was assistant with the Celtics. I don't remember that. And then he finished up with the New England Blizzard, whoever they are there. Um, so he won two championships with the as an assistant coach. Okay. And then two as a head coach. So 84 and 86 with the Celtics. I mean, for me growing up, I remember him as the, you know, as when I was first, like, old enough to kind of, um, you know, watch the Celtics and, like, appreciate it. I definitely remember him being the first coach. And obviously in the 86 team, uh, he was the coach. But, I mean, from 83 to 88, he was the coach of the Celtics. So, you know, pretty good run there. Won two championships. He won one as assistant in 81. And then he won one as an assistant, I guess, with the Bucks, right? Does that make sense? That must be, right? Um, and then, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, there you go. He won 
you know, obviously uh, a lot of championships um, as a coach and a player, and, uh, you know, will be missed. Casey Jones, I always got confused because he was KC Jones as opposed to Casey Jones, which was from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as we've already previously talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Super Shredder, so it all connects, it all connects, but not to be confused with the song by uh, the Grateful Dead, Casey Jones, which was spelled Casey, more like Casey Jones from the from the Turtles, right? Or was, well, Casey Jones, the basketball player, was K and then C, Jones, as opposed to Casey Jones. Um, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Um, but then obviously Casey Jones was the guy that the song was about, the, the, the Grateful Dead song. There was a Casey Jones who was an American, uh, railroad engineer. Uh, I think that's what that song's about anyways. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch about things about cocaine and stuff in there too, but who the hell, who the hell knows what the Grateful Dead was writing about, uh, coked out of their minds or whatever. Um. Uh, but then there's Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who was also in the movie. But he wasn't in the second movie, so he doesn't. So I guess the Super Shredder wasn't relevant to him, because he was only in the first movie, if I remember correctly. Anyways, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I've gone off the rails. R.I.P. to Casey Jones, a Celtics legend. His number is uh, already up in the rafters. He was 25, I believe. I believe he's number 25, if my memory serves me correctly, which I'm sure it doesn't because it's, um, yeah, number 25. So I don't know if, I don't know what the word for it is, but it, it's somewhat not a appropriate question mark. I don't know that he died on Christmas then uh, the 25th. He was also born on May 25th, so that his number was 25, and he was born on the 25th, and died on the 25th. I don't know, this seems kind of eerie, and it's to some degree, but also appropriate, sort of? I I don't know, man, whatever. Casey Jones, 25, there you go. I don't know, but RIP to Casey Jones. Um, let's move on to Fights for Money, uh, UFC fight night that took place a couple weeks ago. Uh, I made some predictions. It, it, uh, predictions were good. Aldo won and Thompson won. Those were my predictions. Now, I did mention that there was no big boxing matches that weekend, and I was completely wrong. Uh, Triple G fought, and he won, and Canelo fought, and he won. They both, neither of those guys had fought in over a year. Obviously, they had their epic two matches, uh, two bouts against each other. First one ended a draw, second one Canelo won by decision. Whether they'll end up ever having a third one, I don't know. But it was kind of awkward that they were both back the same weekend. Um, uh, you know, not having fought, you know, since uh, sometime earlier uh, in 2019. Um, so they hadn't both they hadn't fought in over a year. And they both fought. They both won. Um, so, I don't know. Let's see where they, see where that heads for them going forward. Maybe a third, maybe that third bout. We'll see. Um... But yeah, so I completely forgot about those two. I'm like, oh, wait, Canelo and Triple G both fought? Okay, but uh, there you go. Um, nothing really come up this weekend. I know there is a there's a boxing thing, but it was nothing like crazy. I don't even know. There's no UFC until a couple weeks from now, so 
yeah, nothing, not 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 a lot to talk about for fights for money. Um, but um, let me swing back because I completely forgot to mention, <laughs> as I think I did this last year too. I had it all queued up and then completely just booted it. Um, so given that tomorrow is New Year's Day. We got the Rose Bowl, as we do every New Year's Day, but the Rose Bowl this year is going to be a little bit different, not just because it is one of the semifinal uh, games in the playoffs, uh, but they're playing it in Dallas. Yes, they're playing it in Dallas, and I, I, I guess the reasoning behind this was that if they tried to play it in Pasadena, which is normally where it is at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, um... They weren't going to allow anyone in the stands. And while you might say, well, okay, that's fine. That makes sense. Like, you shouldn't, you know, that, I mean, that's no reason to move the game to Dallas. You know, theoretically, you shouldn't be having fans in the stands anyways. But that meant no families either. So basically, you know, a lot of these guys, their last games ever they're ever going to play. You know, it's a big game to play in the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, for them... Not to have their families there was kind of a big deal. So they said, you know what? All right, let's just move it to uh, move it to Dallas. So that way we can have, you know, at least families and stuff in the crowd and play the game. And there we go. So that's, you know, they're playing it in Dallas, which is just weird to have the Rose Bowl in Dallas. But it is what it is, I guess, you know. So, um, and I don't know what they're doing in terms of crowds. I mean, Dallas has had crowds for Cowboys games and stuff. So whether having crowds beyond just the family, I don't know. Not 100% sure about that. Um, but um, according to this, it sounds like, the, I mean, I'm click, I'm looking at the ESPN page right now and it says tickets as low as $115. So they're going to have some sort of crowd at the, the game. Uh, but time for predictions. So tomorrow the game's at 4 o'clock, which is weird because I feel like the game's normally at 5 o'clock. So I don't know if that's because it's in Dallas or that's because it's a semifinal game and they want to have enough time for that game to get over before the second game starts. I don't know. Normally I feel like it's at 5 o'clock though. But I guess maybe because it's not in Pasadena and it doesn't coincide with like the Rose Bowl parade, it doesn't need to be at 5 o'clock. So having it at 4 o'clock, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But it is Notre Dame, the four seed, taking on Alabama, the one seed. Uh, Alabama is a as a nineteen point five favorite, and I gotta be honest, I can't can't argue against that. I mean, I don't know if they'll cover necessarily, but I don't see them losing. I got Alabama winning this one, um, so yeah, Alabama um, over Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl. That's what I got. And then uh, the second game is the Orange Bowl. No, Sugar Bowl. I, yeah, Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl, which is in New Orleans at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, which is still dumb to me, but Superdome. Uh, tickets are still available for that, too. Or they're as low as... Well, they're not as, as low. They're $482, <laughs> according to, I guess, it's a StubHub, maybe? I don't know. But anyways, it's Ohio State taking on the three-seed, taking on Clemson, the two-seed. Clemson is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, so a little bit closer. As the 2-3 should be uh, versus the 1-4, I guess. But that's still 19 points is a lot. Uh, but Ohio State versus Clemson. Um, 
Of course, we saw this game last year, uh, the 2-3, with Clemson beating Ohio State. Close game, 29-23 last year. So I don't see that changing. I see Clemson again winning this year. So, I mean, I know, just going with the favorites, pretty easy, sure. But, um, you know, how Clemson kind of demolished Notre Dame, you know, with Trevor Lawrence actually playing, as opposed to the previous time they played and they Notre Dame barely beat Clemson uh, with Trevor Lawrence not playing. I don't know. I just feel like, and that has nothing to do with Ohio State, but Ohio State kind of, I mean, they beat, they got back past Northwestern, sure, but they only played like four games, five games. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, or six games, I guess then. Or was it five games, six games, whatever. They didn't play a lot of games is my point. So I don't know. I just feel like Clemson, there's more, there's 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 a bigger you know i mean there's a we've seen more of them so there's more sense of what they can do versus ohio state i don't know but um gotta go with what you know i guess so i'm gonna go clemson to win uh that uh that second game and that sets up alabama versus clemson i believe we've seen this game before um what was that three years ago four years ago it wasn't last year obviously it was at clemson lsu Two years ago. Yes, Clemson beat Alabama two years ago. And then three years ago, also, they played? Am I correct in saying that? <laughs> I forget. These years are all bleed together. It's always the same teams. Uh, yes. No. Alabama played Georgia. Oh, didn't they play before, though? No. Yes, they played in 2017. No, 20. Yeah, 2017. They played. Clemson won that, too. Wait, did they play in 2016? How many times have they played? I feel like Clemson, Alabama, just like, you could just like, yeah, they played the year before, too, and Alabama won. So, yes, Clemson, Alabama, we're going to do it again. Uh, It's going to be the fifth time, fourth time in five years. Is my math right? Fifth time in five, no. Fourth time in six years. Yes, six, well, five years, but six games. Right? Yes. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> you figure it out. Because uh, they played in 16-17, then 18, Alabama played Georgia, but then they played 19, and then last year they didn't play, LSU played Clemson. But the question is, who's going to win this year? And I gotta go... I gotta go with Alabama. I just, I don't know. I just gotta go with Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to Alabama. There we go. I got, I got nothing really else to say to that except they were number one for most of the year. I mean, I know Clemson was number one at the beginning of the year. They lost. Alabama took over. Didn't turn back. I don't know. It should be a close game. I feel like they always are. Um, well, maybe not. <laughs> Well, let's look real quick. Um, in uh, 2016, 45 to 40, Alabama won. Wait, did they play in 2015 also? Let me just make sure. No, Ohio State beat Oregon. Okay. Uh, did they play in 2014? No, Auburn beat Florida State. Okay, okay, all right. So never mind. That's just, and that was the first year they did this, uh, the playoff thing. Um. You know, Alabama beat Clemson 45-40 to 40 in 2016. In 2017, Clemson beat 
Alabama, 35 to 31. And then 2018 doesn't count because Alabama beat Georgia. That was a close game as well. And then Clemson beat Alabama 45 to 16. All right, so that game in 2019 was a bit of a blowout. And then last year, LSU beat Alabama. Or sorry, LSU beat Clemson 42 to 25. So I'm going to say Alabama wins 37 to 33. That's my prediction. There you go. Mark it down. All right, that's enough for that. We already talked about fights for money. I had to go back to the sports blast zone for a little bit. But now it is time to talk about turnbuckle time. Lots of wrestling stuff to talk, go about and go over. Um, so first of all, and first first off, let's talk about uh, Ring of Honor Finer Battle. Uh, you know, it, it was a decent show. Obviously, they had their issues. I mean, it was taped, so that's fine. But, um, you know, obviously they had some issues with guys testing positive, so they had to switch up the lineup a bit. But ultimately... They put the show on. It was it was decent. Um, and uh, yeah, here's, so here's how it went. Tony Deppen beat Josh Woods, LSG, and Dick Drap, Dak Draper to win the four-corner match to go on to face Dragon Lee for the television title in the mar- later on the night. I got that wrong. Then the foundation, Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus, defeated Fred Yeti. Yehi and uh, Wheeler Yuda, Yula in a pure rules tag team match. Got that correct. Um, then uh, uh, the Foundation, Jay Lethal and, Shelton, and Jonathan Gresham uh, defeated Mark Briscoe and PCO uh, in the, uh, for the world tag team titles. I got that wrong. Of course, Jay Briscoe was like, hey, I'm not fighting EC3. I'm ready. I'm in. Mark was like, no, man, sorry. Uh, which led to a match later on in the night, which we'll talk about in a second. But then, since Ray Uras was supposed to be in the six-man tag, blah, 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 didn't have a match, Dalton Castle said, I'll fight you. Uh, and he beat Dalton Castle. Uh, I said Dalton Castle, so I got that wrong. Um, then the OGK, Matt Taven and uh, Mike Bennett beat the Righteous uh, in the grudge match. Then the Righteous beat up them after the match. Uh, Dan Housen defeated Brian Johnson by DQ. I got the OGK right, by the way. Dan Housen beat uh, Brian Johnson by DQ in a singles match with chicanery. Because he won the match, though, he now is, has a uh, uh, he has a um, contract with Ring of Honor. Got that correct. Um, Dragon Lee defeated Tony Deppin. Um, I mean, I had Josh Woods anyways, so it didn't matter. Got that wrong. Then Shane Taylor, who, again, was supposed to be in that six-man tag for the six-man tag team championships, challenged Jay Briscoe to a match since neither of them had a match anymore. He beat Jay Briscoe, so I got that wrong. Um, as I said, Jay Briscoe was going to win. Uh, Jonathan Gresham beat Flip Gordon by referee stoppage in a pure rules match. I got that correct. And then Roosh beat Brody King for the Ring of Honor World Championship match. That I got that right as well. Uh, pretty good show. Uh, you know, obviously had their issues and had to make some switches and stuff. But uh, overall, solid show. Um, you know, I mean, Ring of, Ring of Honor, I think, has been hurt a lot by the pandemic. I think they've been really hurt by AEW just in general. Because a lot of those guys ended up, you know, that were in Ring of Honor ended up going to AEW. Uh, so, you know, you know, it's not what it was. But it's still got some, you know, solid wrestling and uh, 
guys in it, so I still enjoy it, and I can watch it, you know, on Nessun every week. <laughs> so there you go. It's supposed to impact, which I can't watch anywhere because I don't have access to TV. Although maybe it's on Twitch. I don't even know how that works. But regardless, let's move on. Um, all right. Uh, so WWE TLC was last, uh, that next, that Sunday. So a week ago this past Sunday. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, what happened? Um, they, they had a big match, big tag match, six, eight man tag match set up uh, on the pre-show. Big E, uh, Dan O'Brien, Chad Gable and Otis took on Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Biggie, Dan O'Brien, Chad Gable, and Otis won, so I got that correct. They started things off with uh, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in the TLC match for the WWE Championship. Uh, then halfway through the match, The Miz ran out and cashed in his money. In the Well, John Morrison cashed in the money in the bank for The Miz. Uh, but then uh, almost got involved, a bunch of chaos ensued, and ultimately Drew McIntyre won the match, but The Miz had cashed in, but there was a loophole as John Morrison was the one that cashed in for The Miz, which technically is against the rules, so The Miz got his Money in the Bank uh, briefcase back. What they haven't addressed yet is how this affects AJ Styles, because AJ Styles then didn't get his one-on-one match as he should have. Because the Miz got involved, who shouldn't have been, because he technically shouldn't have been allowed in the match, because he didn't technically didn't cash in his money in the bank. How that will play out, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that find out. Find out how that all plays out uh, going forward. Um, but then next up, Sasha Banks beat uh, Carmella to retain the women's uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Then. Come on. Uh, then the Hurt Business beat the New Day. Sean Benjamin and Cedric Alexander beat the New Day for the tag championships. New tag champion, new Raw tag team championships. Oscar uh, uh, unveiled her partner, mystery partner, to be Charlotte Flair, as we predicted. And then they won, as I didn't predict. So Oscar and Charlotte Flair are now the tag team champions. Uh, then Roman Reigns beat uh, Kevin Owens in the TLC match with help from Jay Uso. And then finally, Randy Orton beat The Fiend and set him on fire to end TLC. Uh, R-Truth ended up staying the 24-7 championship as well. But um, there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> lots of craziness ensued. Uh, and uh, yeah, so now Alexa Bliss says maybe The Fiend will be back. She doesn't know. But then had tried to have Randy Orton set her on fire. Unclear what happened as Raw then went off the air. Uh, what else happened? Big E beat Sami Zayn on Christmas to win the Intercontinental title. So that's cool. Coming up this week, we have Raw Legends Night. Um, tomorrow, uh, so Sunday, no, what's today? Monday on Raw. Yes, Monday. Raw is on Monday nights these days. I don't know if I <laughs> just forgot that. Yeah, so they set up a match for um, Keith Lee won a number one contenders match against Sheamus, and he will now take on uh, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship on Raw Legends Night. Uh, some of the legends are supposed to be, uh, I think, the, you know, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, 
The Big Show. I guess he's a legend now. Mickey James, who I guess is a legend now. At one point they said Beth Phoenix, but then they kind of quickly didn't say Beth Phoenix. I, I was confused by that. Uh, Tatanka's going to be there. Boogeyman, I think they said. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. A bunch of legends. I don't remember who else they said. But a bunch of guys and ladies will be there as well. Um, so yeah, Raw Legends night. Booster ratings. New Year. There we go. But I have Drew McIntyre retaining. Uh, I'm guessing uh, Sheamus will get involved at some point. I feel like they're headed towards a triple threat between those three at uh, Royal Rumble, maybe. Although I can't imagine... Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like Keith Lee will be in the Royal Rumble. So far, uh, Bobby Lashley and Daniel Bryan have announced themselves for the Men's Royal Rumble, and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler have announced themselves for the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, so there you go. Um, but that's not the only wrestling that will be taking place on Monday, as we got to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 15, which will be taking place in Tokyo, at the Tokyo Dome. I'm guessing there's going to be fans, but I'm not 100% sure, actually. Um, I'm assuming some sort of fans, limited amount of fans, maybe. I don't, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but it's taking place over two nights again, as they did last year, tried it out, which is funny because last year they announced it and was like, everyone was like, hey, they should do that for WrestleMania too. And then obviously WrestleMania, they were forced to do it. Uh, well, I don't know if they were forced to do it. I wouldn't say they were forced to do it. They just, they chose to do it that way. But obviously they pre-taped everything, so it was a little bit easier to kind of do it that way. It'll be interesting to see what they end up doing this year for WrestleMania. I mean, obviously it's still a few months away, but, you know, I don't know what they plan on doing. It seems... It seems very likely they're not doing it in L.A. Um, they haven't officially announced anything, but it just seems more and more likely it's not happening in L.A. I think one way or the other is happening in Tampa. Whether that's at the Thunderdome, I don't know. Or whether they might do Raymond James Stadium and have some fans. I mean, obviously, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can have some fans in Raymond James Stadium, there's no reason the WWE couldn't. I mean, AEW's been doing it for at the Daily's Place for months. Um, so, uh you know, and technically WWE's have been having fans at NXT, so... I mean, nothing at the Thunderdome yet. Although, people are questioning maybe for the Rome, but they'll set it up differently and have some fans, but nothing official. Uh, now, I say they may still do a WrestleMania at the Thunderdome at the Tampa Bay, uh, at the uh, Tropicana Field. But I don't know the timing of when the baseball season started, if that works. I know WrestleMania is earlier this year than it normally is because of easter so i think it's that last weekend in march so i don't think baseball starts until that next week and i don't even know what the tampa bay schedule maybe they might not be home until the next week or something like that i don't know so they might be able to finish up the wrestlemania there before they have to move somewhere else um but i don't know we'll see and whether or not they do it over two days or not i don't know still it's a lot of questions up in the air as to what they end up doing but it seems like la is not happening not this year, maybe next year. I don't know. But uh, we'll find out going forward. But in any event, um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom taking place on the 4th and 5th. Coming up uh, a couple days. So Monday and Tuesday. Obviously, obviously it's Japan, so it's going to be way ahead than it would be in the United States. But um, still, in the middle of the night sometime. Um, yeah, so... Two nights, so let's just get into it, because I don't know what's going on. Uh, there's the New Japan Rambo. Now, I don't quite know why it's called a Rambo. It's a 22-man 
New Japan Rambo determine who will challenge for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy on night two. So I guess the way it works is that it's kind of a Royal Rumble match. This is just speculation. I have no idea, actually. I'm guessing it's a Royal Rumble match, 22 men. And then it gets down to the final four. And those final four will then have a fatal four-way match, or whatever they call it, four-way match, the next night to win the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy, whatever that is. <laughs> so that's kind of convoluted. I don't know how to make predictions for this because I don't know who's in it. Um, so, yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just not gonna make predictions. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna save my predictions for that until I know who's actually in it. I guess, because I don't know how else to do it. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm gonna put a delay on that one <laughs> for and and then and the match then the next night too because I, I don't know how to predict those. Um, unless there's a list. Hold on. Let me see if I can find a list somewhere. All right. Well, I have no idea who's gonna be in this Rambo thing. Uh, but, yeah, so I'll make predictions when I... Rambo or Rambo? I don't know what I was... Whatever it is. <laughs> um, I'll make predictions when I know. But, all right, let's move on. Uh, and that's in the pre-show for, for night one anyways. Uh, so we got Hi- Hiromu Takahashi taking on El Fantasmo. Uh, and this is a singles match to determine who will challenge for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on night two. I'm going to go Hiromu Takahashi. That's my prediction. Uh, next up, we have, and you know, honestly, I haven't watched New Japan probably since last year's Wrestle Kingdom, so I really don't know what's going on. But I'm gonna watch it. I'll check it out. I do every year, so there it is. Uh, next up, we have the Dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zack Saber Jr. defending their IWGP Tag Team Championships against the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. I feel like the Gorillas of Destiny lose every year in this on the Wrestle Kingdom. I could be wrong about that. Maybe they win every year. I feel like they lose every year, though. I'm going to go with Gorillas of Destiny, though. I feel like maybe I picked them every year and they lose. I don't know. But either way. Um, all right. Next up, we got um, Kenta, who is the certificate holder for the number one contenders championship. Number one contenders right challenge rights. For the IWGP United States Champion. Now the United States Champion is currently John Moxley. Now John Moxley will not be traveling to, as far as I know, unless there's some surprise that's no one knows what's going on, will not be traveling to Wrestle Kingdom. He actually hasn't defended the title in since sometime earlier in the year. They haven't taken it away from him, which is odd because the last time he had it, they did take it away from him when he couldn't defend it because of... There was some sort of storm or something and he couldn't make it to Japan. I don't remember exactly. So it's weird that they haven't then stripped him this time around. But I guess since it's the United States Championship and they haven't really been in the United States, I don't know. But regardless, it's Kota Ibushi. No, Kenta, excuse me. I'm getting ahead of myself. Kenta, who has the certificate defending it against Satoshi Kota. Kojima. Now, originally supposed to be Juice Robinson, but Juice Robinson got hurt. So, with that, I think Kenta's just going to keep it. Uh, next up, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Great Okan. Gotta go Tanahashi. 
And then we have Kazuchiko Okada taking on Will Ospreay. I gotta go Okada. And the main event of the first night is Teetsu Naito defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Kota Ibushi, who won the rights... Who won the... He won something. <laughs> uh, I forget. He won the um, Super Cup. No, that's the other thing. He won the G1 Climax. That's what he won. Uh, to get the rights to fight for the title at Russell Kingdom. But then he lost it to Jay White. But then shenanigans, I guess. And now he's still getting a shot. But the winner of this is fighting Jay White. The next night. Now, why they still have the titles combined, I don't know. I would have figured they would split them up by now. Because, like, what's the point? You know, it's like, it's cool for the storyline from last year. It's like, oh, they're going to, you know, have a kind of mini tournament thing and, come, you know, combine the titles. But then if you're just combining the titles, why do you need two titles? You know, it's like, it doesn't really make any sense. And I don't know if that's just, you know, they were going to do that and... COVID and shenanigans, 2020 shenanigans kind of like derailed everything. But it's like, if you're not, if the titles are just always together and always defended together, what's the point of having two titles? They're unified. Just have a one belt or, you know, have someone stripped and defend, you know, have a tournament to determine a new champ. Like why, why do they have both belts? Just always seems weird to me. Um, whenever that happens, I don't know. But anyways, um, Naito versus Ibushi. I'm going to go... Uh, ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Abushi. Yeah? Yeah, I think I'm going Abushi. All right, moving on to night two. We had a couple of stardom matches on the pre-show. This is the first time, I think, ever that they're having women matches at Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe? I'm not 100% sure. Something like that. Maybe they had one last year. I can't remember. But anyways, they're uh, the pre-show matches. Um, they got we got a Queen's Quest, the Queen's Quest, who is Saya Kamatani, AZM, and Yutami Hashanishita. I'm probably butchering that, but I tried it. Taking on Donna El Mondo, which is Mayaka Natsupoi and Kimiaka. In a six women tag team match. I'm going to go with Queen's Quest on that one. I have no idea who any of these people are. I apologize. I did not watch uh, Stardom. Uh, but um, I'm going to make my prediction anyway. Uh, then we got moving on. And then we got another uh, uh, tag team match. Stardom match. We got Mayu Iwatani and Tom Nakakano, Nakano taking on another Another uh, more members of Donna El Del Mondo, whatever Donna El Mondo is. Uh, Siuri and Guli Gulia Gulia. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go Mayo Iwatani and Tom Nakano. Uh, or Nakano, however you say it. All right, moving on to the main card. We have the four way match to determine the. Provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. Uh, some sort of new title. I don't quite understand. It. Like, um, it's like 
it's a def- title that defended, but like gets every year. Like you have, to, it's like a battle to wh- whoever has it for the end of the year. So Taru Yanu had it, I guess, for 2020. So he was the grand champion for 2020, and now it's back in the determining the provisional champion for 2021. And they defended every like every month or something, but it's like in a gimmick match that's voted on by the fans or something. I, I'm totally confused by this. I remember reading it when they first started. I was super confused, and obviously I haven't been really watching any New Japan, so don't quite understand any of it. But Toru Yanu is probably going to win it, I guess. I don't know. I, again, I don't know who the participants are in the Rambo and or the Rambo or whatever it's called, and then I don't know who's you know obviously going to win that. But um, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um We'll figure it out. I'll make predictions when I know more. Uh, but uh, that's that's happening. So then next up, we have the tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Tag team tag team champions. We got Suzuki Gun, El Desperito, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Uh, they are the champions defending against one or eight. Whoever they... Some sort of faction, one or eight. It's Kaisuke Taguchi and Master Wato. So I'm going to go with one or eight. I believe one or eight's like an offshoot of the Bullet Club, maybe? I'm not quite sure. I feel like the Bullet Club's kind of done. But I'm not 100% sure. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know what one or eight is, but no, the Bullet Club's not done either. Kenta, that's right, Kenta joined and Jay White's the leader now. And Gato, I believe, is in it couple of these other guys i think are in it i mean i don't see bad luck folly and i guess the girl is a destiny are still in it maybe i don't know again i haven't really been following new japan so i can't really tell you but i just so i'm not i but jay white's the leader i guess of the bull club now i don't know it just i don't know it doesn't have the same kind of you know appeal that it once did uh, maybe just because it's not they really haven't bled over you know i used to follow it more with ring of honor too but now i don't it, it, there's no real connection or there hasn't been this year because of stuff so i don't know but whatever um moving on um we got uh shingo taguchi defending his never open weight championship against jeff cobb i'm gonna go with jeff cobb to win the title because why not uh then we got evil versus sonata obviously los Incanobles de hopon kind of blew up uh, evil turned evil, I guess. He turned on Naito, and now he's fighting Sonata in a grudge match or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with evil. Next up, we got Taji Ishimori taking on Hiromu Takahashi or El Fantasma, whoever wins the match. I got Imoru Takahashi. Uh Winning that first match, and then this is for the New Japan or the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I'm gonna go Hiromu Takashi. And then in the main event of night two, it is Jay White challenging whoever wins the match between Naito and Ibushi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and IWGP IWGP Intercontinental Championship as Jay White won the G1 Climax briefcase money in the bank thingy or whatever it is uh to, to the rights to challenge at wrestle kingdom from ibushi 
but I see Ibushi beating Naito for the championship and then beating Ibushi, Ibushi beating Jay White to get comeuppance. Get Jay, give Jay White his comeuppance from, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. Get revenge. So I got Ibushi winning that. All right, so that's Wrestle Kingdom taking place the 4th and the 5th in Japan, New Japan, Tokyo Dome. Uh, there we go. Again, I really don't know what I'm talking about because I haven't watched New Japan in, like I said, probably a year. <laughs> but we're not done yet because we got coming up on Wednesday, next Wednesday, NXT New Year's Evil. So kind of one of these uh, one-off uh, theme shows. They did it with Halloween Havoc. They've done it with Great American Bash in the past and a couple other things I feel like they've done it before uh, to kind of coincide with AEW. They're doing their New Year's Smash uh, coming up. Um, it start, Well, it's two weeks. It's supposed to start this week and next week was week not, night two, but we'll talk about in a minute why that didn't happen um, when we get to AEW stuff. But as far as New Year's Evil is concerned, NXT New Year's Evil, uh, we got five matches scheduled. Dexter Loomis is the host, which is odd because he doesn't speak, but he draws pictures, so he draws pictures of what's happening as the host, I guess. I don't know. Kind of awkward, but sure. Uh, but we got uh, Santos Escobar defending the WW no the NXT I was gonna say WWE but it's NXT Cruiserweight Championship against Grand Metalik who is in NXT for now I guess I don't know he he was just on Raw now he's on NXT I don't know but they're moving him down NXT to fight for the Cruiserweight Championship because sure why not um, but I'm gonna go with Santos Escobar to def- to successfully defend the title. Uh, next up, we have uh, Tommaso Ciampa taking on Timothy Thatcher in a fight pit match. Uh, fight pit match they had one before with Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher beat Matt Riddle and then sent him off to Raw. Uh, or SmackDown, I guess, and now he's on Raw. But uh, no word of if Kurt Angle is going to be the guest referee or not. Or if Kurt Angle is going to be on Legends Night, I believe. Maybe? I don't know. But either way. Um but regardless, uh, the fight bit match, the first one around, was pretty cool. It's decent. I liked it. So I'll be interested to see how they do this one. Obviously, Tommaso Ciampa beat Timothy Thatcher at the last takeover. So Timothy Thatcher looking for revenge, and this is his match. So uh, I'm going to go with Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> After all that, go with Tommaso Ciampa. Next up, we have a last woman standing match between Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley, obviously. They've had a lot of back and forth between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. This should be the blow-off. And I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley to win this one. Next up, we have... Um, uh, Damian Priest taking on Carrying uh, Cross. The returning Carrying Cross uh, obviously came back uh, a couple weeks ago and attacked... Damian Priest, and then he had a match last week, and now, um, yeah, they're now they're gonna fight each other. It's kind of a pseudo number one contenders match because obviously Karrion Cross never lost the title, and he kind of came out and confronted uh, this week confronted uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor, which we'll get to that match in a moment. Um, but kind of was basically like him and Scarlett were like, "Hey, I never lost. 
then that led to a whole brawl with Damien Priest and um, to get, you know, Damien Priest looking for his revenge after what he did to him a couple weeks ago. So kind of the pseudo number one contenders match, but I see Karrion Cross winning this and then going on to fight whoever wins the final match between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly defending the... Um, Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship against Kyle O'Reilly. Ah, ooh, this one's a tough one. I kind of see, I kind of think Kyle O'Reilly's going to win. Start off the new year with a new champion. I'm going to go Kyle O'Reilly. I'm going to do it. And then he'll fight uh, Karrion Cross. That's what I got. I don't know what that means for Finn Balor necessarily, but uh, that's what I'm going with. Start off the new year with a new champion. Obviously, NXT, uh, AEW is going to have their title matches as well going on. So, kind of got to compete with them. Um, also, they announced NXT, before we move on to AEW, they announced uh, the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic will return. Uh, the first team announced was Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Uh, no, other, no other teams were announced, but it should start uh, not a week from Wednesday. So, the 13th, I guess, uh, would be the date. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so that should be good. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on to AEW. Now, the reason why New Year's Smash didn't start off uh, this past Wednesday was because we got the unfortunate news uh, on last Saturday that Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. John Hewer, uh, passed away from a lung issue. Uh, no real details on what exactly that was. It's just we know it wasn't COVID-related. Now, obviously... Uh, uh, Brody Lee hadn't been on TV since he lost the TNT Championship back to uh, uh, Cody Rhodes back in, uh, when was that? The beginning of October, I suppose, uh, in that chain chain match, uh, dog collar match, chain match, whatever it was, uh, specifically dog collar. Was it dog collar match? I think it was dog collar match, but it was like a chain match. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, he lost that match and lost the title. And then I guess he was hospitalized a couple weeks later. You know, there was real no news coming out. Just he was off TV for a while. Um, and then, yeah, we got this unfortunate news this past uh, Saturday that he passed away. So instead of doing a regular show or doing their New Year's Smash or whatever, they did a tribute show. Uh, WWE also kind of like, they didn't they didn't do a tribute show. They, you know, kind of, and they got kind of, I don't know, it was kind of a weird situation because they did their normal the being the show said like you know in memory of and showed showed the graphic and then a lot of guys made references to him and kind of their own little tributes but they didn't do like a full-on tribute thing to him and on the one hand yeah i get it kind of stinks that they didn't do that but on the other hand it's like you know Brody lee wasn't in wwe luke harper is gone Brody lee was in aw so to kind of step on the step on the feet of AEW and kind of like do your do a tribute show to someone who wasn't in your company anymore before the company that he was in could do something for him would have seemed a little bit out of place, a little bit unnecessary. Now they could have maybe done a little bit more than they did, but I kind of felt that they saved that for their social media. A lot of people tweeted, a lot of people, you know, post pictures on Instagram. They posted a video on Instagram. Um, so, 
you know, I, I kind of get why they didn't do that, you know, especially when they're doing like, you know, they're mixed in with storylines and stuff. It's kind of like, well, you're doing this whole, you know, you're doing your regular show and to kind of then place that in kind of the middle of it when, you know, here's this other, you know, the other show, this other company that he was actually in at the time are going to do their own tribute show. I don't know. I kind of feel, you know, a lot of people, maybe they could have done more, but I feel like to do like a whole tribute thing on the show would have been kind of awkward. I don't know. But regardless, you know, they did plenty on their social media and stuff. And, um, you know, obviously anyone that kind of was making reference and kind of did something, you know, Xavier Woods specifically on Raw Talk, kind of the whole thing about it and uh, and whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, everyone kind of did said their thing and, and whatever. So whether or not they needed to do a full-on tribute video I don't know. It's it's mm, it's 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 tough, you know, because a lot of people are saying, "Well, he did one for Pat Patterson a couple weeks ago," and it's like, "Yeah, but Pat Patterson, he was WWE. He was WWE. I mean, he that was his whole life. Like, sure. I mean, obviously Luke Harper had a good run with WWE, but you know, he's Brody Lee now. He was in another company, and it's like just for them to step on the feet and do it before the AEW could do it would have just seemed weird." I don't know. But anyways, so they did do a tribute last night uh, to Brody Lee. It was pretty good. They did a lot of Dark Order stuff. They had his kid, Brody Lee Jr., as they were calling him. I don't know. Is his name actually Brody Lee? I don't even know. Um, they awarded him the TNT Championship for life. So supposedly, I guess, the they're retiring the TNT Championship design and uh, not the belt itself obviously darby allen's still a champ but they're retiring that specific belt and darby allen's just gonna have a new belt going forward i guess i don't know unclear exactly how that's gonna work out uh but you know it was it was a decent show i mean it was you know pay respects to luke harper Brody lee john hewer uh, eric rowan showed up and made like a little surprise appearance and whatever so yeah, it was unfortunate to for him to you know, pass away, and, and especially in that, you know, just kind of out of nowhere type of thing, it's like, and you know, that was their family, you know, the family kind of, they, they didn't want anything, anyone to know anything, and, you know, it's, it's kind of weird when, you know, I get it, you know, privacy and everything, but it's like, you know, where, where, where was he, where was he, like, why was he off TV, was he injured, was he hurt, like, what was going on, you know, obviously the situation was a lot dire than anyone had even expected, you know, you know, thought, I mean, I guess some people in AEW knew, but they, you know, obviously weren't saying anything. But, you know, for them then to pass away and people not kind of not get to say goodbye is kind of weird, too. But I don't know what how that would have worked or how that would have even played out. So I don't know. But in any event, um, it is what it is. But we got New Year's Smash for AEW coming up uh, over the next two weeks. They're spreading it out over two weeks. So, um Night one's this Wednesday, supposed to be last Wednesday, and then night two uh, will be the next week. It was supposed to be this coming Wednesday, whatever. Um, it is what it is. All right, but night one, we got uh, Cody Rhodes. We'll be taking on Matt Seidel. I'll take Cody Rhodes in that one. We got um, the Young Bucks and SoCal Uncensored taking on the Acclaimed and the hybrid two. I'm gonna go with the acclaimed and hybrid two, just because I feel like 
why are they having this match if they're not gonna put those guys over? And maybe it sets up tension between the Young Bucks and SoCal Uncensored. I don't know. Uh, then we got Jake Hager taking on Wardlow in kind of a battle of the big men of the inner circle. So I'm going to go Jake Hager, although I kind of feel like that's going to end in some sort of smaz um, with the Jericho and MJF getting involved in something. I don't know. Uh, then we got a couple of title matches. We got uh, Heroku Shida t- defending the Women's Championship against Abaddon. I mean, is it time for her to lose? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go Abaddon. Just because, why not? Have something, switch it up. A new champ, something something to change it up. And then Kenny Omega will be defending the uh, AW World Championship against Ray Phoenix, who never got his title match. He will be with Penta L0. Miedo, or whatever his name is these days. Um, and Pac, possibly, as well. Um, obviously, Down Callis will be in Kenny Omega's corner. Maybe, potentially, the Good Brothers, as they seem to be aligned in Impact, and they're going to be on Impact next Tuesday as well. So could they show up, potentially? Um, unsure if they're taping this or if it's live. I don't know. It was originally... I think they were supposed to have this taped from this week. This week was supposed to be live, and that was... And then they were taped both, and but then they had the previews. So I don't know. Whatever. Either way. Or maybe they're both live. I have no idea at this point. But regardless, I do not see Kenny Omega losing. So I'm going to go with Kenny Omega in this one. Maybe with help from the Good Brothers or or whatever. Um, the club, whatever they're calling themselves. Or something. But uh, we'll see. Also, John Moxley is supposed to return. So he may get involved in that as well. And... Um, Chris Jericho will do some commentary, and Snoop Dogg's going to be there. So there you go. Uh, then night two, the next week, we got Chuck Taylor taking on Miro. Uh, Miro injured Trent for a bachelor party gift to... Um, uh, what's his face? <laughs> Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Kip Sabian, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Also, uh, they mentioned that Kip Sabian's marriage... To Penelope Ford will take place on, I said February 3rd. Is that a Wednesday? Like some beach blast thing they're doing or something? I don't, I don't, I forget what they're calling it. Maybe it's February, yeah, February 3rd. So look forward to that. Cool, whatever, whatever that is. I don't know. Uh, but I got Miro beating Chuck Taylor in this one. Next up, we got uh, Pac taking on Eddie Kingston. I'm going to go with Pac. He just came back. I got, yeah, I got to go with Pac. Then we got Thunder Rosa taking on Britt Baker. Um, Thunder Rosa has been after Britt Baker because of shenanigans. I don't even remember how this even started, but they've been back and forth. I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa to win that one. Uh, then we got uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood with Tully Blanchard. The FTR taking on Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt. I'm going to go with FTR on this one. And then finally, the main event of Night 2. Darby Allen, presumably potentially with Sting. It says with Sting on the Wikipedia, but I don't know if that's official. Uh, we'll be taking on Brian Cage, who's with Taz and the Taz group. Um, Ricky Starks and Willie. Will Will Hobbs. I want. To, I always want to call him Will Hobbs, and then uh, whatever Taz's son's name, but I'm blanking on his name right now. 
that guy, <laughs> for the AEW TNT Championship. Unless they decide to change the name of it or something because they gave it to um, Brody Lee Jr. Maybe they'll change the name. Maybe the A&W, AEW TV Championship or something like that. I mean, which essentially it is because TNT, that's TV, TNT, I get it, blah, blah, blah. But since they gave it to Brody Lee, maybe they'll change the name of it. I don't know. That makes sense to me, but who knows. But I see Darby Allen winning this uh, with help from Sting, I guess. And there you go. That's going to be New Year's Smash coming up over the next couple weeks. This has been a long episode. There's been lots to talk about the end of the year. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, have a great Happy New Year. Safe Happy New Year. Hopefully 2020 is better than this year. I mean, you know, a lot of people are kind of looking towards 2020 as like, you know, flip's going to... Uh, a switch is going to flip and that's not necessarily how it's going to be it's still going to be uh, some slow going for the first couple months but hopefully the vaccine and everything gets ba- better and get back on track and maybe by you know spring summer things are back to something normal of whatever that is i don't know but uh thank you everyone for listening again check out the blog reservator.blogspot.com subscribe on uh, apple podcast or stitcher uh leave a review Five stars, uh, thumbs up, like, share, whatever, however it works. But definitely share, share it around. Um, go check me out on Instagram, One Man Renegade. Check me out on Twitter, One Man Renegade. Uh, there's a Facebook page, One Man Renegade Podcast on fa- on Facebook. Uh, there's also the YouTube channel, of course, One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube. Go check those out. Videos posting every day, so um, lots of fun stuff coming up on there. Go check that out. Like, share, and subscribe to that as well. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a happy new year and we'll talk to you next year in 2021 for whatever, whatever, I feel, whenever I feel like start talking. I mean, I know I've got Royal Rumble coming up, but that's not till the end of very end of January. So I'll probably do a, an episode before that, but for what and to talk about what, I don't know, but we'll get to it uh, when we do. Um, all right. Thank you everyone listening. Stay safe. Have fun. Happy new year.